so good, so good. Thank you, Steve. And uh, yeah, love that we can conduct our finances with eternity in mind. And uh, that's just such a brilliant thing. So thanks for reminding us of that, Steve. Yeah, good. And appreciative to the whole team here and, uh, and the worship team as well. Yeah. I know that we are uh, strengthened, we're encouraged when we're able to support each other as we're going through this time. And uh, while we are in level three of lockdown, and uh, I think we've mentioned before, but just to bring clarity again, we, we felt it was the best interest for us as a faith community for us not to be meeting on the property, but that we um, would be serving all of us by conducting these live streams, and uh, we just didn't want uh, to, to bring um, any contact to, um, to COVID-19 to anybody, and so it's in the best interest of everyone that we, we continue in this way. So trust that you're blessed and uh, that you are encouraged through uh, joining with us in our time of worship and of praise this morning. What I'd like for us to do as we uh, just take a little bit of time to pray for our city and for our nation as we move into level three, the schools are beginning to open up, and it'd be such a good thing for us just to be praying for our um, for our educators and for our learners. You know, it's just been a very, very difficult and challenging time. Uh, people trying to learn how to do uh, online uh, study, and it's not so easy for for some people to uh, to adjust into that. Obviously, for the educators, it's just been an enormous stress and strain because their hearts are are in this. It's a it's not just a job, but it's a calling. It's a vocation. So we want to pray for our educators. We want to pray for our university students. You know, there's an enormous amount of investment that goes into uh, all of these kinds of studies. And uh, so we wanted to, to pray for them and, uh, and, and pray for innovative ways of uh, the curriculum and education and training to be conveyed. You know, it's not just about repeating facts, as you know, but it's about uh, learning how to uh, find solutions to, the, to life's challenges and problems. And that, I think, is probably the greatest thing. That, um, that people can gain out of this time, out of this experience. Yeah, I think we want to declare that this is not a lost year when it comes to studies. Uh, we want to declare that the Lord is teaching us new ways and new things, and we can learn other uh, ways and methods uh, that we can actually grow, we can be uh, increasing in our capacity of understanding and of learning. And so just because it looks different doesn't mean it's bad. And so we want to pray that the Lord would help us uh, to do that. And then also just want to remember those who are involved in early childhood development, the, the early learning centers. And um, they're even you know, further on the horizon in terms of being reopened. And I know that a number of our folk in the congregation are involved in these kinds of educational facilities. And, uh, and of course, there are massive imp financial implications as well. So when, let's join together. Lord, we want to pray for everyone who is studying, learning, involved in either the teaching and the giving of the instruction, and then those who are part of receiving. And we ask that, that people would not be shortchanged in this year. We want to agree together in faith that this is not a year that is lost in terms of academic endeavors. 
So we're asking, Lord, for a grace, for an ability, a capacity that we might grow in our learning styles and methods and that you would release innovative ways for us as individuals but also in the whole institution that education in South Africa might grow and move forward as a result of this year. We're asking, Lord, that this would catapult us into our future and uh, this would not be a year that would cause us to stagnate or even to go backwards, but we're asking, Lord, for uh, new methods that would kick in as a result of all of the challenges of this year that would take us into a new destiny and a new future and that the country as a whole would accelerate in terms of education and learning as we move into a future. Thank you, Lord. We declare again that the best is yet to come. Amen and amen and amen. So good. Yeah, uh, folks, it, it's really so important for us to continue to keep a mindset that we are positive, that we are anticipating that the Lord is going to continue to do good things uh, for us, that He's working in our hearts, He's working in our lives, He's changing our circumstances so that we're able to actually uh, step into all the good things that the Lord has for us. And, uh, and it's when we are in a position and a place of um, being hopeful that we're able to be looking for a positive and a good solution. You know, if you are uh, anticipating negativity, your framework, your filter is, is geared towards uh, hunting that out, searching that out, and you're going to find more and more facts and um, supporting evidence uh, that would cause you to say, yes, I was, I was right to be negative and to be um, expecting uh, negative things. But if you deliberately change your filter, all right, remember these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, right? So we're going to go for the middle one. If we deliberately embrace a filter of hope, then we're looking for God's solutions to be released in our lives and in our situations. And as we have a hopeful, faithful expectation that God is going to come through, we will begin to see those things because the filter actually allows us to see them and to embrace them. So I want to encourage you, let's stay in a place of faith and hope. Just uh, was so uh, thrilled with the time that we had to celebrate Pentecost together and uh, wonderful testimonies coming back uh, through this last week, how people were uh, sensing, experiencing the, the near presence, the overwhelming sense of the presence of God invading their homes, their, their, their place of, of just worship uh, last Sunday. And people encountering the Holy Spirit in a new and a fresh way. You know, God is true to His Word. And when we open up our hearts to receive more from Him, we are going to experience that. Now, the beauty is that Pentecost isn't just something that we remember once a year and, you know, get a bit of a top up and kind of like, woohoo, great feelings, and then we leave it, you know, move on from there or leave it behind. No, we are to be living constantly with Holy Spirit. He will be with us forever. That was the promise of Jesus. 
And so Holy Spirit is the one who, uh, the parakletos, who comes alongside. He's the helper, the advocate, our counselor, all right? And so he is constantly coming alongside to give us godly uh, help, assistance, divine enabling, and cause us, because we are empowered from on high, that we can be the people he's called us to be, that we might be witnesses to him, give testimony about him and for him to everybody we come into contact with, whether they be close or whether they be far off. And uh, through internet, we're able to touch people on the other side of the planet. Um, We don't even have to get on an airplane. Uh, And so we just marvel at the way in which Holy Spirit is able to use us just ordinary people, that we can have an impact and an influence on others. And he's going to help us. I was just chatting with uh, one of our business guys in this week and uh, faced an enormous setback and uh, some legal action that was coming against him. And as we were chatting about, wow, this, you know, really, this is such a tough thing, but, you know, let's trust the Lord that he will somehow get involved and turn things around. And, and the Lord gave to him uh, the most amazing um, idea, a strategy just to reach out to his adversary. And, uh, and it's amazing in that phone call, able to turn things around and come to a whole new, fresh understanding and an agreement and uh, to strategize for the way forward together, not as adversaries, but now in some kind of a partnering way. And, and that's the Holy Spirit. You know, when we're asking, Lord, would you come on Pentecost, it wasn't just, hey, so we can have a good feeling, but that we might walk in light and he might help us and he's going to give us ideas, he's going to give us the strategies, the solutions See, when we're looking for Holy Spirit to give us solutions, He's going to give us those God ideas and that are going to bring about heavenly solutions into our situation. You see, when you're in despair and hopelessness, it's because you think there is no solution, there is no way out, there is no answer. And so it becomes very dark and very black. And that's why, you know, if your, if your eye, which is meant to be filled with light, doesn't have light, but it's dark, well, how great is your darkness? No, no, your eye is filled with light. You know, Jesus came into the world as the light of the world. And the Holy Spirit brings in and gives us everything that Jesus has, and he gives to us. Right? Those are the words of Jesus. Everything that I have that I've received from the Father, I will give to the Spirit and He will give to you. And so the light that we, come, that we receive from Jesus, the Spirit, brings that light to us. So we can see what we're doing. We can see where we're going. Light for our paths. And the Holy Spirit will illuminate the way in which we need to go. So we don't need to be filled with doom and gloom and despair. Because we have light, there will be a solution. God is going to lead us from one level of glory to another. He's going to lead us in victory and in triumph. This is the God that we serve. He is a victorious God. And because we've been adopted into the family, we too can be a victorious people. I don't know about you, but I'm going to preach myself happy here. (laughs) All right. So let's follow on from... 
Pentecost. And would you turn, please, in your Bible to Luke chapter 11. And uh, the disciples are with Jesus, and they're asking him, hey, teach us how to pray. John, the baptizer, he was teaching his disciples how to pray. And, uh, and Jesus, obviously, was modeling a life of prayer. And so the disciples, they wanted to get in on this. And uh, so, uh, so Luke chapter 11. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord... Teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? In the footnotes you'll see, or if he asks for bread will give him a stone. Verse 12, Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Just so far. Well, those are are really powerful words of teaching and instruction and encouragement that Jesus gives to us. And we note that this whole thing of prayer is linked to Holy Spirit because Jesus says, how much more will the Father give to you the Holy Spirit? Okay, in other words, to those who ask of Him, He's going to give Holy Spirit. How much more? You have a good Father in heaven, and he's going to give you a good gift, right? So there's this link to the outpouring, the giving of Holy Spirit to those who ask, and this thing of prayer, and, uh, and consistent prayer, and uh, pressing in. And so uh, we just want to look a little bit about what it means to be someone who is, has shameless audacity, 
All right, so just picking up a phrase from there, shameless audacity, going for it, going after it, and, uh, and not taking no for an answer, and not just giving up because, you know, the, the, the first attempt didn't succeed, all right? So the disciples, they've been coming to Jesus, they've been watching him, he's been teaching him to pray, they've been observing through his teaching of action. So they learn from him because they have observed him. So Jesus was a man of prayer. He would get up early, he would come aside to a, a remote place, sometimes a solitary place. Many times he would get up while it was yet dark. Uh, you know, so obviously it depends on the time and the season of the year when the sun would rise, how early it would be, all these kinds of things. You know, uh, but Jesus had this, this lifestyle of coming aside to get in tune with his heavenly father. And so right at the outset, as he's teaching his followers, he says, this is how you should pray, our father. And we know that there's this, this deep truth that's, that's been revealed. God is not a far off, a distant judge who's not interested, but we're coming because we're part of the family. And he's not, you know, well, Jesus' Father, we come to you through Jesus. No, he says, our Father. We have direct access, yes, because of what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross. But he's our Father. And so there's this invitation to come into a relationship of love, of intimacy, of acceptance, that we are acceptable by the Father, to come into his presence. We have relationship. We can come before him. And we recognize that we're able to pray from a position of heaven. So we know that the scripture tells us that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And so we're asking that as we pray that we get heaven's perspective on what's going on. And, um, and so we, we pray that it might happen on earth as it is in heaven. And so we're, we're asking that God would give us heaven's perspective for what's happening here on the earth. That's such a powerful thing. Because when we pray from the place of eternity, the tiny little stresses and strains that we're going through now, the difficulties of lockdown, the storm of the COVID virus, when, when, we, when we look at this thing and we're up close to it and all we can see is this problem, we get all consumed by this problem. But when we look at the current situation from a, a heavenly perspective, which is an eternal perspective, it puts things in a completely different light. And so the, the light and momentary troubles actually come into a completely different perspective. That's why we, we want to pray from heaven to earth. We, we want to pray from a different perspective. I want to encourage you. The thing that you're battling with, the thing that you're struggling with, 
How about you get something of heaven's perspective on what it is that you're facing? You know, let's just think back in terms of history as, as uh, we think back to the Great Depression way back in the 1930s. Stock market crash in October of 1929. Then there was a massive drought that gripped the earth in the early 1930s. Massive unemployment. Uh, it just the world was turned upside down. We, we think back to some of those things, and, and we can think about it, and, and it's a bit of a, a, an academic exercise in the sense that we don't have the same feelings and emotions and the pain and the hardship as when the people in those 1930s were going through those difficulties. We can think back to some of the stories that we were told and, and we can try and, and imagine, but we don't have the same degree of, of pain. And also, we've got a measure of perspective because here we are, you know, 90 years later and, and, and we see how the best inventions came long after that Great Depression. Greater efficiencies and greater technology and, 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 and so many things changed. The world did not go back to what it was before the Great Depression. No, the world advanced in leaps and bounds. It went to a new normal. <laughs> Have you heard that recently? Our anticipation is not to go backwards. We're not looking for the good old days. No, we're looking for a new normal that is better than what we had in the past. Guys, the system was broken. We see protests all around the world recognizing that the system is broken. We don't want to go back. We do want a new normal. And as I've said, how about in this country, the new normal doesn't feature corruption? <laughs> How about the new normal doesn't feature theft and um, uh, just all kinds of uh, dysfunction? How about the new normal is based on righteousness and integrity, of productivity, of faithfulness and steadfastness? Uh, how, how about we, we base the new normal on the values of the kingdom and that we be advocates for that new normal? Hey, come on. We are looking forward to better days ahead. The slogan that we have adopted around here, the best is yet to come. Let this be something that is not just, hey, a cool phrase, but it shapes our thinking and our desires and our prayers. And we look at situations and we say, there's got to be a better way. Holy Spirit, would you help me to find that better way? And then we get a mindset that's ready to receive what God has for us. So good. He's going to give that to us. Already I've been hearing of innovative ways where the Lord has been working, giving new, good, and godly ideas that people are able to improve their particular area of expertise. Even they've been getting ideas for new things in other areas and spheres that weren't necessarily their core focus and their core business in the past. I just love that. 
because it, it just shows that the, the words that the Lord has given to us to anticipate and expect what he's going to do actually have begun to come into fruition. Now, not completely. We're still looking for the much, much more. But I just want to encourage you. These are not just idle words, but these are helping to shape us and to have a sense of expectation and anticipation that God's going to have the more for us. So we, we want to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this is going to have practical implications. The ramifications are good ones for us. And uh, so let's keep going for it. Let's look at our own lives with a sense of eternal perspective. Let's not think that we are going to be consigned to, you know, uh, being overly indebted. No, he's come to give us the year of jubilee. We're not going back into that. We're not going into failure. Let's continue to trust the Lord. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. All right? There's no debt in heaven. So there shouldn't be bondage, the shackles of indebtedness here on earth. Let's trust the Lord that in this year, He's going to break the shackles off of us and cause us to live more and more in a place of freedom. I'm excited about that. All right? I'm still looking for the year of double portion to be released on us. This, this is a prophetic word that the Lord has given to us not just to give us warm, fuzzy feelings. No, it's because this is what he's planning to do among us. And he delights to work opposite to the circumstances around. Remember in the wilderness, in the desert, they had light at night because of the pillar of fire. It also kept them warm. And this winter, we want to you know, be warm. The Lord, he, His presence, the warmth of His presence, the fire, the pillar of fire was with them. Remember on the day of Pentecost, it said like tongues of fire separated and came and was above each one. All right? Many times people, when they encounter Holy Spirit, they sense a fire, a warmth, a hot it, a feeling, a temperature, the, 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 the heat of his presence and his nearness, the fire of God. Oh my goodness. And so in this winter time, let's experience more of the fiery presence of God. Let's anticipate he's going to manifest himself opposite to the natural conditions. And, uh, and in the daytime, he was this cloud. It was like a, an air conditioning system that kept them cool. They, they, they didn't have to worry about burning up and the UV factors and all these kinds of things as they were wandering in the desert for, for those 40 years. He watched over them to keep them and to shield them. He gave them the perfect environment in which they could thrive. Remember, not even their clothes wore out. Their shoes didn't get holes in them. It's absolutely phenomenal what God was able to do when it was like, man, in the wilderness, you can't even go to the shopping mall. There's nothing. We can't get anything. How are we going to survive? God worked miracles for them where they couldn't 
provide for themselves, God provided for them. That's what he's wanting us to grab a hold of. Let's get heaven's perspective. Heaven is not going to run out of things. Right? There's more than enough. There's an abundance. There's, there's, there's sort of eternal perspectives that we need to grab a hold of. Too quickly and too often we think with finite thinking. We think there's only so much of the pie that's available. And if I don't get my slice of the pie, I'm not going to get anything. And so we, we jostle people out of the way so that we can get because we're scared that there's only a limited supply. Folks, that's carnal thinking. That's the thinking of this world. That's not heavenly thinking. You don't have to hoard things thinking that there's not going to be enough. No, we are agents of the kingdom. There's always going to be an abundant supply, a more than enough. There's increase and there's multiplication. Let's be in a peace. Let's be in a place of trust. We don't need to grab hold of everything. We can share. We can be kind. We can be generous. All right. A whole bunch of things I, I, I still want to get to, so let me just put on the accelerator here. One of the things that Jesus was saying to his followers as he was teaching them to pray was this whole thing of forgiveness. And, you know, we need to be very mindful that as we are praying into our situation and our circumstances, that we have a heart that is predisposed towards forgiveness. Okay? So we need to forgive our leaders. Perhaps you don't like some of the decisions that they've made. You know, let's not join with the people of this world who want to call our leaders mamparas. No, no, no. Let's extend kindness and mercy because we have received kindness and mercy, right? Let's extend forgiveness because we received forgiveness. Well, how many times must I forgive? How about 77 times 7? A day. <laughs> That's a lot of forgiveness. Okay? In other words, we're living a kind of life that is so powerful because we are not victims. We don't need to have a victim mentality. We can live with a mindset that is victorious. And we can forgive others because we have been forgiven. So we forgive people around us, we forgive local authorities, we forgive our national leaders, we, we, we forgive people who have, have just done some crazy things and gone rioting and destroyed things, we forgive. We, we forgive people who think differently from us, all right? So there's so many areas in which we need to release forgiveness. We forgive the boss who wants to lay us off. We, we forgive the person who is coming after us because we're unable to pay our bills. We forgive. You see, when we extend forgiveness to others, then we can receive the Lord's forgiveness and we activate God's action and activity in our lives to cause us 
to walk and live in the place of freedom. And we release his grace to flow in our lives to bring about the very solution that we've been asking for. Jesus went on and he, he was he telling them the story about going to a friend in the middle of the night. It's inconvenient. The guy's locked up for the night. Everyone's in bed. Uh, it's just like, man, this is the worst time that you would actually come and ask me for something. And, um, and he said, listen, keep on going after it, just like this friend kept asking. And the, the friend who's on the inside will answer, not just because of friendship, or not from that reason, but because of your shameless audacity. Come and just let that sink in a bit. Shameless audacity. Now, the, the, the idea that's being conveyed here is that the friend was persistent. So Jesus went on and he, he spoke about, you know, ask and keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Knock, keep on knocking. It will be given to you. You will receive. It will be open to you. So this sense of when you're praying for the situation that you're facing. Guys, all of us are facing something. You're not the only one going through your difficulty. We're in this together. But we are not going to be approaching this from a place of being defeated. No, we're going to be approaching this as... Members of the royal family. It's our father. He's the king of the universe. And so we have this audacity to ask and to keep on asking. Well, you know, I prayed and it didn't happen. Jesus is teaching us. He's saying, guys, I want you to be shameless and audacious in your requests. Make big and bold requests. And keep on at it until you get the answer. This is just so powerful. Don't give up asking when you didn't get the answer at the first time of asking. So let's keep on. Let's keep going for it. And then the other thing that Jesus adds in here. And I touched on it before. But it's the whole thing of asking for the Holy Spirit. You see, we need the good gift from a good father who's not going to give us a scorpion. He's not going to give us a serpent. He's not going to give us a stone when we're asking for, for, for bread. We're, we're asking uh, for oil. We're, we're asking that the Lord would give us something good and he's going to give us something good because he's a good father and he's got good gifts for us and he's going to give us the good Holy Spirit. When Holy Spirit is among us, and let's see, there's a direct link here. The whole context here is prayer. The Holy Spirit is going to help us to pray. When you don't know what to pray, pray in the language of the Spirit. You know, you run out of English words, you run out of things, you know, you, you, you've tried to pray from this way and that way, and you've done the best that you can. That's when we say, 
Holy Spirit, you take over because you search out even the very things in the deep places, what would be like the secret, the mysterion of God, the mysteries of God that we can't know, we can't see, but the Holy Spirit knows the heart of God and he goes and he searches those things and he reveals them to us. And so we don't know what to pray. We, we, we pray in the language of the Spirit. We pray according to the Spirit. We pray empowered by the Spirit. Now, I've prayed for this so many times, man, and I haven't seen the breakthrough. Okay? Pray again. But not with your own understanding. Pray in and through the Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to so touch your heart and mind and, and, and to give you the, the, the inner groans. Uh, you, you're praying from spirit to spirit. It, not according to your mind, the way you can think up clever prayers. It's going way beyond that. The, this is spirit to spirit. It's so intense. You know, God's not afraid of your intense prayers. He's not afraid of you being shamelessly audacious, asking big prayers, asking God, even though you've asked him in the past, ask him again and ask him again from a place of desperation and it's raw and it's real and it might be filled with tears and all kinds of anguish. God's okay with that. We don't have to put on some kind of a facade like he doesn't know what's going on in our hearts. Of course he knows what's going on in our hearts. Let's be real. But as we, as we step into praying in the things of the Spirit, and this is where I want to tie it back to last week, as we pray in the realm of the Spirit, as we have been empowered by the Spirit, our prayers are empowered by the Spirit. We're able to step into a whole other level in another realm. And this is, we begin to access the promise of the greater things. All right? So I just want you to have a look in John chapter 14, um, verse 12. Very, um, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these, or greater works, because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So, Holy Spirit is going to cause us to step into the greater things, because we're praying not according to our own understanding, but we're shamelessly, audaciously asking for the greater things. Because the Holy Spirit is in us and He's working through us, we're able to see more of the Lord coming through powerfully. Oh, isn't this awesome? We actually have been invited to come into this place. These are the words of Jesus. He's describing the life that is waiting for us. And now he's giving us the keys to actually step into that. As we pray, not just 
through the, the strategy that Jesus has given us. So we want to pray with the mind, but we also want to pray with the Spirit. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 14. So they sing with the Spirit, sing with the mind. Pray with the Spirit, pray with the mind. It's these two things working together. We can flow from the one to the other. We're not restricted to just praying with the mind. We can pray in and with and through the Spirit. And as we do that, we're going to see the greater works. We're like, what? Greater works? I can do it? Yes, He's got these things for us. And He's calling us in this time where it's opposite circumstance and situation that appears to be disfavorable for what God is wanting to do. No, we have the favor of God on us and we are going to walk into favorable things even though we're in unfavorable circumstances. So I just want to bless you with this, that God is calling you and he's equipping you and he's enabling you in this time and in the season to do the greater things and to step into the greater works. The Holy Spirit has come, not just to make you feel good and just do the things that you were doing and just have warm, fuzzy feelings about it. No, He's come that we might step into a new normal, <laughs> a new way of doing things, higher levels in Him because it's in Him and not in and of ourselves. So I just want to pray for you as we bring this morning to a close. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have come to be with us, to strengthen us, to enable us, to empower us, to cause us to go to the next level. Thank you, Lord, that you have prepared good works in advance for us to step into. So we're asking Holy Spirit in this time, this season of Pentecost, that we would indeed step up into the more, that you would cause us to defy the circumstances around us, that it's not up to us and our ability and our strength, but as we yield to you, Holy Spirit, we say, come Holy Spirit, that you would strengthen us on the inside even as we knock and keep on knocking we ask and we keep on asking we seek and we keep on seeking that indeed we might step into the greater things let your spirit release a fresh impartation into each person watching today that we might be strengthened and emboldened and enabled to step into the new normal. Thank you, Lord, that this season is a season of advance, not a season of stepping back, but you're using this to propel us and to elevate us into the higher realms. So we bless you, Lord. We receive your mercy, your kindness, your goodness, your provision, and your protection. In the name of Jesus, that is a name every, that is above every other name, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. 
bless you guys. Just before you go, just going to ask Daryl just to come and close off for us this morning. And uh, thank you so much.